When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DFS DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are on to week 10. Coming off, uh, it's kind of a either you had CJ Stroud or you didn't week. Uh, who Noah Brown. Nuclear. Yeah, Noah Brown. And the, I saw the Millie Maker had four Texans in it. You don't see that very often. Uh, so that was uh, fun. And then I think Rashad White run back. So, you know. Fun week. I guess it was a fun week. You know, I ended up not hating as much as I thought I was going to once Sunday got here. But this week, at least, looks a lot better on the surface anyways. So you have, there we have some injuries we need to parse through. But for the most part, at quarterback this week, you start off with Lamar Jackson, who's 8K, then Justin Herbert, who's 7,700. And then the 6K range, you have Stroud, Burrow, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and Trevor Lawrence. Now, this week, we do get the return of Kyler Murray, who's at 5,900. Sam Howell's also 5,900. Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Purdy uh, are, are kind of the uh, the upper tier of the 5K range. So, anyways, Maddie, what are you looking to build with this week? Are you looking to pay up a quarterback or are you looking more to pay down? I'm looking to pay down this week. Um, I mean, Herbert's in a good spot, but the only person I would want to really stack with Herbert would be Keenan Allen. He's almost 9K. So, you'd be paying almost 8K for Herbert and almost 9K for Keenan Allen. You're talking 17K between two guys and that's you know almost half of your salary already right there and they would have to just go absolutely bonkers for that that stack to make sense so um i'm out on on both of those guys probably um but i do like the other side of that game golf is a little bit cheaper uh amon ra is a little bit cheaper than than keenan allen he's eight three um and then laporta's only five seven um so that that stack is definitely more it's easier to fit um, and you can fit more pieces around it. And that's the highest total game of the week. So I really do like golf at 6,400. I think that I'm not sure why he's down there. I think he should be a 7K quarterback, um, especially facing the Chargers in the highest total game of the week. 
Um, so yeah, I do like Jared Goff. I also really like the uh, the San Fran and Jacksonville game. Uh, that's two defenses where uh, opposing offenses are throwing the ball a lot against them. I think uh, Jacksonville and San Fran are both in the top five of pass plays faced on defense. Um, so it's more of what we saw, you know, last week against Philly and, and Tampa Bay uh, with Houston and Dallas. It's just these we get these defenses where teams just want to throw the ball. Uh, against them on offense. So um, we have that on both sides of the ball there in that game. Uh, both offenses should be looking to throw more. Uh, and, and Lawrence is only 6K and Calvin Ridley's 5'6". So that's a pretty cheap stack. You know, Ingram's in the fours. Um, so e- I know ETN's had a ton of success on the ground, but if he's t- he's essentially stolen all the touchdowns. If the touchdowns flow through Lawrence at all, um, you know, that, that's a cheap stack that could definitely hit. Uh, and then same thing on the other side of the ball, right? Uh, Purdy's only 5.7K, and he gets a 6.2K Debo Samuel back this week, which Debo has flashed some upside this year. He's he's had two two weeks in the mid 20s, um, and we know his we know his upside from the past. And I don't think you know he's going to be very popular coming back off injury. Um, and then you have Ayuk priced up and and Kittle priced up as if Debo wasn't playing. So it's really uh, I, I really like Purdy and, and Lawrence both from that game, and and the pieces to stack them with are pretty obvious. Um, it's it's Purdy with Debo and and Lawrence with Ridley and Ingram. Um, so that's a that's a game I like a lot. And then another one that's in a, a pass heavy spot or should be on offense would be Geno Smith uh, against Washington. He's playing at home, and and Washington just gives up a ton of production to opposing quarterbacks. We know where the ball is going on that offense, and Geno Smith's fifty eight hundred, uh, and that's one of the higher total games of the week as well. So I do like the the Seahawks pass game here in a bounce back spot after facing the really good Baltimore defense on the road. Uh, now they're at home, and typically I typically like playing Kenneth Walker at home, but this is not really a good run matchup at all uh, for him against Washington. So I actually like do like the pass game here at home, and I think you know with with how Sam Howell's been playing, I think that he's going to be able to keep this game semi-close uh or it could even end up in the back and forth so uh that would definitely be a boost to to gino lockett and dk so um i like that game as well um and then the, the last guy i'll mention uh we've seen will levis in his first start uh put up 26 dk points so we know that there is a ceiling there and what better spot to go right back to the well against facing this tampa bay defense that that cj stroud just shredded uh last week and um He's got an obvious stacking partner with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and you don't have to really pay much for for those two guys together. So um, that one's pretty easy, pretty straightforward, and you run it back on the other side with like Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. So that's that's another game that's you know pretty easy to stack and and not rather not really expensive either. Yeah, I think there's a couple ways to go here. I do think I do love. I really like Jared Goff this week. I know there's the narrative that Jared you don't play Jared Goff on the road, but I think it's more so. Don't play Jared Goff outdoors. Uh, you know, obviously this is a stadium he's very familiar with, considering uh, you know when he played with the Rams. But uh, so I, I do like Jared Goff quite a bit this week. I think this is a matchup where he's only sixty four hundred, easy, easily uh, able to get uh, get to. So I do I do like that. I um and then Geno Smith, he kind of feels a little like kind of like in a spot that C.J. Stroud was in a week ago. You know, where C.J. Stroud was coming off a couple bad performances. And, you know, he wasn't, um, at least in terms of some of the other quarterbacks there, 
he wasn't necessarily in like the, you know, among the top two guys in terms of, of ownership and stuff like that. So, you know, he's cheap in Geno Smith and he's $5,800. You're playing Washington. The commanders have really struggled against, uh, against uh, the, through the, through the air, excuse me. Um, so I do think you could look there though. Over the last four games, they have allowed 281 passing yards per game. Um, and they've allowed over two touchdowns or two passing touchdowns per game as well. So obviously them losing, you know, two of their best pass rushers as well is not going to help things. And so it always worries me a little bit though, because, you know, with the Seahawks, you know, they're a team that will run the ball, uh, you know, if you let them, but this is a good spot for Gino who has really struggled pretty mightily all year. He's only $5,800. I think you could look to play him if you're wanting to get a little bit different. And then, you know, you know, after that, like, you know, you're talking about, you know, I like Joe Burrow is interesting, but it sounds like T or it sounds it's being reported that T Higgins is expected to miss. So if he misses that game, like, you know, cause the, the Texans have been okay, uh, you know, again, against um, the past this year. Now I will say over their last four games, they have allowed 285 uh, passing yards per game over that span as well. But uh, either way, I will say that I think this is, uh, this is um, you know, Joe Burrow, $6,800. C.J. Shroud, seeing him at $6,900. But this game also feels like that it could be a little bit more lower scoring than I think people will think. A lot of people are going to want to get action on this game. But I so getting just a little bit different, you know, I, I do. That's why I, I think Geno is, is a logical uh, play this week. And then Kyler Murray is interesting because I think that he's been healthy enough to play, but you know, considering the matchups they had was between Baltimore and Cleveland, I think that is opted to hold them out. They're obviously not playing for anything, but and they've said that he's going to have no restrictions when it comes to running and stuff like that. And so, I mean, how often are you going to be able to get to play Kyler Murray at fifty nine hundred dollars? And all things considered, considering his pass or his ability to run the football, you know, he doesn't have to go out and you know put up a monster day running the ball. I mean, even in even 40 or 50 rushing yards is is great in terms of ceiling. And he's only 5,900. And it is a very easy uh, stack to get to because now Hollywood Brown gets a big boost. And then yep. also uh, Michael Wilson, I think, is also strongly in play as well as another option you could look at. Michael Wilson is third among all wide receivers this year in terms of average depth of target. Uh, uh, this this season at the highest uh, depth of target. And then if you look at Kyler Murray over his, since 2019, he ranks top six in terms of deep ball completion percentage. So he is a great uh, matchup here with him or a great partner with him. So like, I think you could stack this all different ways. And then if you want to go Trey McBride, it's also a play you could go with too. And so it's a little bit, it might be a little bit thin considering it's his first game, but I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play him. It's at home. Atlanta's defense is fine. Like it's not one that I'm like, Oh my God, they're playing, you know, they're playing the Falcons this week. Like, like we have to be that worried about it. They have done a, you know, a decent job this year, but so overall, I just think that Kyler Murray might be flying under the radar a little bit for considering he's normally a quarterback. We're talking about being a 7K quarterback and above, and he's not. Yeah, no, I agree. And we know the rushing upside there is there too if, they, if they're going to let him run uh, and turn him loose. So um, I know there was some, you know, he was playing through some injuries, you know, when, when he was playing last year and then obviously, you know, had the ACL, which is – totally different but you know when he was playing through some other minor injuries you know they weren't running him as much with like design runs and and um you know things like that which is where all of his his fantasy value comes from but the risk of that you know now is baked into this price right because in the past he's been priced what like 7k 7500 um and now he's sub six so yeah no i i think that makes a ton of sense and 
Um, you know, we mentioned that uh, was it? I think I'm pretty sure it was Levis's big game just came against Atlanta, didn't it? Two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 So Levis went 19 to 29 for 238 and four touchdowns. <laughs> and he did have seven carries for only 11 yards. But I mean, you're letting a rookie quarterback in his, in his uh, guy gets thrust into action out of nowhere and he hangs four tutties on you. Like, yes, Atlanta has been solid, but I mean, I agree. It's not like a, Oh my God, this is, you know, like Baltimore's defense or Cleveland's defense where it's like, uh, just, it's going to be a complete stay away. I, you know, and, and the fact if, if Kyler Murray does start, uh, it makes me like Bijan on the other side of that game too. Uh, so, cause I think, I think a lot of people are going to look at that game and say, Oh, it's, it's Arizona. They scored zero points last week with Clayton tune. Uh, they're playing Atlanta. Atlanta has been solid They're It's in Atlanta. You know, this, this is a, a Tyler Algier week. Arizona's not gonna be able to get anything going. So I really like the idea of stacking Kyler with, with Hollywood and running it back with Bijan on the other side. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, you know, you have this Dallas game, but I have, I have no interest in it now. Like, I think you could get some one-offs on it, but I don't know if I really have any interest in playing Dak Prescott. I can't see, you know, Tommy no. DeVito doing anything. This feels like no. another murder, you know, murderous game where the Cowboys yep. are able to rest their starters by halftime. Um, you know, so I don't think you have to look there. Um, other than that, like in terms of, you know, quarterback options, like I, there's not a lot that stands out to me. Like cheap options. There's nobody really down there. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I originally, you know, I, Josh Dobbs has played really well. But this game feels kind of gross a little bit to me, this New Orleans-Minnesota game. Uh, but he's 5,500. I will say that Josh Jobs has been running the ball a lot this year. He just had another game. He's had 40 or more rushing yards in three of his last four games. First game with Atlanta, or first game with Minnesota, he racked up 66 rushing yards and a score. He also has three straight games with rushing touchdowns as well, so that obviously uh, raises his floor. I mean, his last two games that he's played in, he's scored – you know, um, or he put up 26 point, uh, almost 26 fantasy points or DK points last week. And so I, I think he's in a, he's in a decent spot, but I don't necessarily love the matchup though against the Saints. So like, I, I, I think it's a little bit thin. If you wanted to go there, you could, but for the most part, I'm really going to be sticking to Jared Goff or Herbert. I don't mind going to either side of that game. I know that he's a little bit more expensive, but there's some cheaper stacking options that you could look at. And then, you know, Kyler Murray, I'm going to play him. And then it's Geno Smith for me. I think those are the four quarterbacks that I really want to play this week. All right. Let's go ahead and move over to the running back position. And it's Christian McCaffrey at $9,200. And then there's a pretty decent jump down to Austin Eckler, who's 8400 Alvin Kamara is 8300 Then you have Saquon, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Travis Etienne, and Jameer Gibbs wrapping up the 6K or 7K range. Excuse me. Then you have David Montgomery, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Gus Edwards, and Bijan Robinson at uh, the 6K range. Uh, James Conner, we're going to have to wait and see if he's uh, going to get activated from IR this week. He got in another limited practice today. And then you have Rashad White, uh, Alexander Madison, Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Jalen Warren all in the 5K range. So what are you looking to do at running back this week? Yeah, so I like I like quite a few guys in that six to seven K range. Um, it starts for me at uh, seventy three hundred with Tony Pollard. Uh, I think this is a spot they're going to try to get him going against the Giants. He had you know two two good matchups to start the year um, against one of them being the New York Giants, where he averaged over five yards per carry, uh, and and then he's kind of had a murderer's row of of matchups since week two. Um, 
you know, they, they started out with the, the Giants and the Jets, and he had 22 and 19. Uh, and then they played Arizona, which is another good matchup, and he had 18. And then from there, it was New England, which is a tough run matchup. Uh, San Francisco, which is kind of neutral. Uh, the Chargers, which have actually been a good run defense this year. The Rams have also been a, a pass funnel, good run defense. And then Philly is is one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And so now we get, you know, back to the Giants spot where we just played Josh Jacobs last week. They're without Leonard Williams because they traded him. Um, it's just going to be a spot, I think, where they they try to get Pollard going. Uh, and, and I think he's going to have success here. And, you know, we know he's got 25 to 30 touch upside. He can score three or four touchdowns in a game. Uh, especially, you know, if they're they're playing with a lead the whole time. So, uh, yeah, I really like Pollard at 7,300. And um, ETN's actually seen a similar workload to that. He's had, you know, pretty much every game this year, he's seen between 20 and 30 touches, which is crazy because, you know, everybody coming in the year, everybody thought, you know, Tank Big- Bigsby was going to be a thing and was going to steal looks. And that has not been the case at all. It's been the ETN show there in Jacksonville. So, um, like I said, it's a middle-of-the-road matchups for – for him against San Francisco, but in one of the highest scoring games of the week, he's, he's involved in the past game. He gets a lot of carries. Uh, his, his, he's the goal line guy as well. His, his role is just one of the, the best roles on the slate. So you have to have interest in, in ETN, um, as well, especially if you like that game. Um, and then Aaron Jones at 6,500 against Pittsburgh. Uh, they finally unleashed Aaron Jones last week. He got 20 carries and six targets for a, a whopping 26 opportunities, which we rarely see the Packers do for Aaron Jones. Um, so if he, if he gets that volume against Pittsburgh, uh, sign me up for that. Um, Joe Mixon facing that Houston, that Houston defense, that Rashad white, who is uh, not the most explosive guy in the, in the league this year uh, was just able to hang up almost 30 DK points against. And it's because of the past game involvement that running backs are able to have against Houston. And without T Higgins, uh, being on the field this week, I think Joe Mixon's going to see uh, more pass game involvement. And then also the one game T Higgins missed this year was the Arizona game. And I know they played with the lead the whole time, but Mixon had 25 rush attempts and four targets for 29 opportunities. Um, so uh, you could look to see more, more Mixon volume in that game with T Higgins uh, already being ruled out. And then we already mentioned Bijan Robinson. Uh, it games in Arizona. Uh, it's not going to be a pushover for Atlanta to just walk all over Arizona uh, in that game. I think, especially if Kyler Murray's starting, I think, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that flock to, to Tyler Algier because he's 4,700 and he's been getting all the goal line rolls. It would be the most Arthur Smith thing in the world for everybody to be on Algier. And then it, it finally is Bijan week when everybody's finally, finally like, okay, I'm off Bijan. I'm playing Tyler Algier. So, um, you know, I definitely think that that Bijan getting all the work is in the range of outcomes, um, you know, as we head down the sec- second half of the season. And uh, it's a really good matchup. And if if Arizona is able to push him at all, uh, he should he could honestly break the slate at 6K. So um, I like him a lot. And then uh, I know you'll t- you'll want to talk about Najee Harris as well. But a guy that's going to get, you know, 20 plus opportunities at forty nine hundred uh, at home against Green Bay run defense is uh, definitely a spot I have interest in. So um, I know he splits a ton of work with Jalen Warren still, but it's, you know, it's really a three man offense right now. It's, it's Deontay Johnson uh, through the pass game. And then it's sometimes it's semi Jalen Warren in the pass game. And then it's everything else is kind of Najee Harris. So, um, you know, 
there is a little bit of Pickens involvement, but the, the tight ends are non-existent. Uh, there's no third wide receiver there. It's, it's really just a three man offense between those guys and, and, and Pickens. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at at running back this week. I, I think Tyler Algier is probably going to be pretty popular against Arizona, I would guess. And I'm, I don't think I'm going to end up going there. Yeah. So I think for me, when it comes to the running backs uh, position, I, I think one, I completely agree with Tony Pollard. I think he's, people are going to completely avoid him because of the way that he's been playing. But I will say in plus matchups this year, we have seen a, a shift for Tony Pollard where uh, he is averaging 17.2 PPR points per game uh, in games that they're against top 15 run defenses, or I should say bottom 15 run defenses, the way you want to explain that. And then, on the other hand of that, they're they are um, on on matchups against you know the top fifteen run defenses in the league. He's only averaging like nine PPR points per game. So this is a this is one of those matchups that you want to target him with. Uh, and so I do like Tony Pollard. He's seventy three hundred dollars. I you know I just can be hard to get away from him. Uh, and then from there, I think if you look at some of the other the other some of the other options here, one I think a lot of people are going to push David Montgomery at sixty nine hundred dollars. I will have none because uh, he's going to have to fall into the end zone a bunch of times because the Chargers have quietly been really good against opposing running backs this year. You really, If you're wanting to target somebody, and I don't think if Jameer Gibbs was cheaper, I think I would have more interest. But uh, the Chargers have allowed the fourth fewest rushing yards per game and a 3.27 yards per clip, uh, which also ranks the fourth fewest. They've also third and lowest expe- explosive run, a third lowest explosive run rate and 12th and uh, – yards after contact per attempt allowed as well. So uh, the Chargers run defense has been really good. Where you've been able to get them is they've allowed the second most receiving yards on the season. So it's much more better matchup for Jameer Gibbs than it is for David Montgomery. But I, I just don't know. I can't pay 7K for Jameer Gibbs unless he's going to see, you know, like 10 targets or something like that. And so that and that's much harder to predict at, at his price range. So I did want to talk about that. But I think actually a couple options here that we could look at. So – I think when most people look at the Titans defense, the the narrative is that you don't want to play running backs against them. Hasn't been the case. Uh, actually, to be honest with you, the Titans have been fucking awful against the run. And the Titans have uh, have uh, recently, they've allowed the third most rushing yards per game at a almost five yards per carry clip. And it's the fifth highest rate over that span over the last four games of the season. They have really, uh, really been terrible against the run. And again, which I brought up, I brought up Rashad White last week. I'm going to talk about him again this week. Uh, you're talking about a player who's handling 80% of the snaps, 68% of the rush attempts, and a 15% target share. And so uh, he's been a little bit better since week 12. He's 19th in yards per, or excuse me, since week six, he is 19th in yards per out run, and he's 12th in explosive run rate. So, like, I think he's fine at his price. Like, and I, I think there's a little bit of a ceiling there for him. He's, he's, he's a workhorse back, and he's only $5,800. Like, he's still cheap. He was $5,700 last week, and this is still another really good matchup for Rashad White. And you're, it's, you're just hard-pressed to find a running back that's going to see that kind of workload, you know, and what should be a good matchup. Like I said, people are going to look at the Titans and say, I don't want to play a running back against them, and that's just a mistake. It's not it's not accurate. It's just bad information. And so Rashad White at $5,800 is very easy to get to. He's very easy to fit into your lineups. And if you want a, you know, a cheap mini stack, I would go DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of that because DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is in an elite spot this week as well. He's only 6 k And so I think those are the two that, that you, you, know, you kind of take a look at here. You know, as options, and then other than that, I I, I think um, also you know it's a little bit it's a little bit thin too. But 
Uh, you know, Alexander Madison is, is another option. You know, with Cam Akers going down with another injury or going out with an Achilles injury, you know, the Saints is another team that we, we typically would look at the same way. We don't want to play running backs against. But, uh, you know, over, over the last four games, the Saints have allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game and nearly a 5.0 yards per carry over the last four. They've also allowed the fourth highest yards after contact per attempt and the 13th highest missed tackles force uh, per attempt as well. So I think both of those running backs in this 5K range are very viable. Uh, you know, this is a player, you know, last year, you know, before, before Cam Akers started to get a little more run, was handling basically all the touches from this backfield as well. And so I think both of those guys in the, the mid-5K range are very, very viable assets. And then you brought up Najee Harris, and I will echo that. Najee Harris is in a very good spot. And we actually saw him last week, though, a little bit of a shift back to Najee Harris, where he handled 60% of the snaps, 53% of the rush tips. He ran 50% of the routes and had a 12% target share last week. Um, and he's put up, you know, some decent, you know, decent, decent performances uh, over the last couple of games. And he really hasn't been as bad as people say. He's, he's 23rd in yards after contact per attempt. 29th in missed tackles force per attempt at 28th in explosive run rate. Not great, but also not terrible either. Now, obviously, J- Jalen Warren has been, you know, the 2022 version of Tony Pollard, where he's ranked 9th in explosive run rate, 11th in missed tackles force per attempt, and 15th in yards after contact per attempt. But the, Pal- the Packers defense is one you can definitely target with running backs. And so Najee Harris, you know, for that matter, I really do like. I think he's in a really good spot this week. And his price is just too cheap at $4,900. He should not be $4,900. I get it. He struggled a little bit. But he has played better over the last uh, over his last three games. Like I said, he's been finding the end zone. Um, you know, last week he scored 15.6, uh, 10.5 the week before that, then 15.8 week before that. So I mean, if he gets you 15 to 20 uh, DK points, I mean, you're, you're chilling, you know, at, at his price tag at $4,900. So in terms of just the cheaper running backs, I think those are the guys that you can really take a look at this week. Especially if Tony, if Tyler Algier is going to get steamed up a little bit, you know, I think it's easy to get there. So um, I, I think those would be the running backs in those ranges that I would take a look at here. And I, I think you brought up Joe Mixon. I also think he's he's in a pretty good spot this week as well. So I think you look there as well if you wanted, a, you know, another option. So other than that, in terms of the really expensive guys, you know, Austin Eckler I think is is, is a one as a running back you could look at at eighty four hundred dollars. You know, he, with you know, the the missing pieces they have there within that offense is going to continue to see a really high target share. If I had to make that decision between, you know, these guys in this range, Austin Eckler is probably the guy that I like the most. Um, I, I don't really have much interest, much interest in Alvin Kamara. Saquon Barkley is going to see a ton of, uh, of workload, but I don't have any interest there. Uh, I just don't think he has much of a tough, touchdown upside. So I'm kind of avoiding this top tier range if I, if I can, if I can get away with it. And I think I'm going to stick more in this middle tier of running back. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm going to stay in the mid-tier as well. All right. If the, unless there's any other running backs that you wanted to talk about, I'm, I think we could jump over to wide receiver. No, yeah, I'm good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to the wide receivers this week. And we have uh, starting off, let's see, uh, Keenan Allen is $8,800. <laughs> I don't think Justin Jefferson, who's $8,900, is going to play. I know he gets beginning of some limited practices. I don't see it this week. I don't think they're going to activate him. But uh, past that, you have $8,600 Jamar Chase, $8,500 CD Lamb, $8,300 Amon Ross St. Brown. And then in the 7K range, you have two wide receivers of Mike Evans, Brandon Ayuk. And then in the 6K range, it's Metcalf, Godwin, Nico Collins, who uh, got in or did not practice today, got into limited practice yesterday. That one is something we're going to have to monitor. T. Higgins uh, doesn't, doesn't sound like he's going to play. Then you have Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, Debo Samuel, who is back, Tyler Lockett, and Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins wrap up the 6K and above wide receivers. So, Maddie, what are you doing at wide receiver? Yeah, I'm, first person I'm clicking is Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I know he's 8,300, but he's pretty much a lock for 100 yards every single week, and especially in this matchup where the Chargers are really bad against the slot. Um, and he hasn't scored a touchdown in three weeks. I think he's due. And he's just got all the makings. His highest total game of the week. It's, you know, he's he's their alpha. And I, I'm just playing Amon Ross St. Brown this week, even though he's 8,300. Uh, I don't think I'll play him and Keenan Allen together because it costs too much. Uh, and if I had to pick between the two, I'm definitely taking the $600 for for Amon Ra as opposed to $8,800 Keenan. And Keenan can definitely, you know, he definitely has a ceiling. He's shown it this year. Um, but I just think Amon Ra is m- more consistently going to hit 30 plus than than what Keenan uh, typically will. So I uh, definitely side with with the sun god there. Um, I mentioned liking San Fran. I'm probably out on Ayuk at 7,100 with, uh, with Debo back. I like playing Debo. I like playing Ayuk and and Kittle when Debo is out, and then I like playing Debo when when he's back. and And Debo is only sixty two hundred uh, against Jacksonville, so I really like Debo this week. I already mentioned that on my on my party discussion. Um, and the Seattle guys as well. Uh, DK Metcalf wasn't practicing, but I think it's just maintenance related. I think it's just you know veteran rest day. Um, it, it is the hip injury that he missed the game. Uh, with back in week seven, but I, I don't think it's as severe uh, as it was, uh, you know, a cu- couple weeks ago. So I'm expecting DK to play. He's 6,800, Lockett 6,100. Uh, both of those guys are absolutely in play. You play them uh, without Gino. You play both of them with Gino because they're, you know, both below 7K. Um, with T. Higgins out, I mean, it, m- it makes you want to play Jamar Chase at 8,600, but. Man, Houston's defense has actually been pretty good, especially against, you know, the the, the alpha receivers. Um, you know, like Mike Evans last week struggled to to, to do anything. And, um, you know, we've just seen that constantly this year is, is Houston's actually been pretty good against number one receivers. So especially on the perimeter. Um, so I really like the secondary pieces for the Bengals. And we get uh, men price, Trent Irwin. Uh, it's definitely a guy I'll have interest in. He's in the, the one game that T. Higgins missed against Arizona. Uh, Irwin had 10 targets, eight catches for 60 yards. So, uh, 14 DK points in that game at, at men price. I will take that 100 times out of a hundred. Um, 
I would expect a similar, uh, not 10 targets, but I think, you know, six in the six to eight range would be reasonable for Irwin. Um, you know, we mentioned that Mixon's probably going to get a handful of targets and, and if, if they're not going to target Jamar Chase a ton, the ball has to go somewhere. Um, I mean, Jamar Chase is going to get targets. It's not saying he's not going to get targets, but uh, I just don't think they're going to send 20 targets to Jamar Chase uh, this week because of the matchup. So I definitely think the secondary pieces make sense. And, and Irwin at min price um, is a guy uh, that I have interest in with, with T Higgins likely being out. Uh, and then moving down the list, we, we mentioned Tennessee at Tampa Bay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is, is absolutely in play here. He's been Will Levis's main target. Um, 6K in, in that matchup against Tampa Bay that we saw CJ Stroud and, and lots of other uh, quarterbacks have done well against this year. Um, I, so I do like that, that Tennessee offense. Uh, Calvin Ridley, 5,600 in that San Francisco, San Francisco Jacksonville game. I'm expecting both teams are going to have to throw the ball. Uh, a good amount and and Calvin Ridley at 5,600. Uh, it's too cheap for a guy that can see double digit targets uh, any given week. And we know he does have a ceiling as well. He's flashed it a couple times this year. So um, I do like Ridley. Uh, moving down the list further. I mean, there's not a ton to like in like the 4K range. I would like Smith and Jigba if, if DK were to miss, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'm not, I'm probably. Well, Robert Woods is probably going to play this week. He's got a Q tag and was limited in practice, um, which is an upgrade. If he were to be out, I think you can definitely go back to the Noah Brown 3,700 against Cincy. I don't think he's going to put up, you know, 30.3 DK points again on only six targets, but um, he's definitely in play there at 3,700. It's not like he's priced up to, you know, 4,500 or 5K where um, he still is a, is a solid value and is going to have, you know, a role in that offense. Uh, and since since he's a team you want to throw the ball against over the middle of the field with uh, tight ends and slots. So I do think Noah Brown's interesting um, at his price tag there. Um, and if you're if you're stacking the Seattle Washington game, I think both McLaurin and uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, you have you have to have interest in those guys with Seattle being a tough run defense as well. Um, so I do like that game a little bit. And then yeah, we mentioned the Arizona. Guys, if 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 Kyler Murray plays, you have to have interest in Hollywood Brown at fifty two hundred at home against Atlanta, um, and then also Christian Watson. I played him last week, but Pittsburgh is one of the worst against defending explosive pass plays. Uh, so Christian Watson, that's pretty much all they're using him for is just deep routes. Like they're not involving him close to the line of scrimmage at all. They're using that with everybody else. It's like Jaden Reed and uh, was it David Wicks and. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, all those guys are getting the the slants and curls and comebacks, and they're just sending Christian Watson down the field. And I mean, that's the one area Pittsburgh does struggle. Uh, they give up a ton of that, and uh, a lot of Watson's targets do come in the end zone on on deep deep passes. So if he does connect on one, it's going to likely going to be a long touchdown. But um, expecting him to connect on multiple of those is what you would probably need for him to to hit on on a ceiling. Um, but I mean, 4,900, the, the risk is kind of baked into that price already. So I definitely think he's interesting, but not definitely not a priority. Yeah, I think for me, when it comes to this wide receiver, like I completely agree with you with DK Metcalf. It sounds like that uh, it was just, just kind of a, a maintenance day for him, but he's $6,800. I think he is in a, a really strong play. I know he's been pretty frustrating if you've, if you've played him this year. He only has one game this year above even 
13 uh, DK points. Um, and his, his best game, of the, that was week three against Carolina, where he put up 20.2. But So it has been frustrating with him. But they've had some bad, bad matchups, especially the last couple weeks against Baltimore and Cleveland. And so I do think this week against Wash, uh, the Commanders, where you can easily exploit this team, yeah, the Commanders have just been really, really bad this year uh, for the most part. Uh, they are a team that plays man coverage at a very high rate. And um, not surprising against man coverage this year, DK Metcalf leads their team with a 33% target share against man coverage on the year. Um, and Tyler Lockett is second with a 22% target share, followed by Jackson Smith and the Jigba uh, after that. But, I mean, he's far and away ahead of everybody else in terms of man coverage. And like I said, uh, uh, commanders run man coverage at the ninth highest rate in the league. So, I definitely think, uh, you know, he is a very strong play, especially at his price tag. I really like Mike Evans, too, at $7,200. Uh, really good matchup against Tennessee. Uh, obviously, you know, this is a matchup that we've wanted to target all year when it comes to against uh, uh, throwing the ball against Tennessee. So Mike Evans, who had a little bit of a down game last week, you know, against the Houston Texans, I think this week, I think he can get right at $7,200. I, I also 100% agree with you on Amon Ross St. Brown. When I when I initially turned this, uh, you know, looked at this week's slate, that was one of the first things that popped up to me that I felt like that he was in a really really strong spot this week, and so, um, you know, I, I like that. Now, if you want to move down a little bit, Tank Dell is almost a lock for me, especially if Nico Collins misses, and it's kind of a weird situation with him with this calf injury because it's first it was showed that he didn't practice on Wednesday, and then all of a sudden it came out that they listed him limited, and today he didn't practice at all. Tomorrow's going to be huge because if Nico Collins were to miss. I mean, Tank Dell, you know, is going to be extremely chalky at $5,500. I mean, he's already coming off a monster performance where he had six for 114 and two scores on 11 targets for 32 DK points. So, uh, but he is definitely, I, I still think, a strong play. Whether I think you'd rather have Nico Collins play than not because he's going to get steamed up big time if he doesn't uh, there mm-hmm. in, that, in that matchup uh, against the, uh, the Bengals. Uh, I already talked about DeAndre Hopkins. I don't have to get far into it. Like, if you want to do a mini stack of either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin running back with Hopkins or Rashad White, like I talked about, I love that because 6K for uh, in this spot against uh, the the Bucks, I think is too cheap. The Bucks have been atrocious this year uh, at starting, uh, stopping uh, you know opposing passing games. I mean, we just over the last four games, obviously it doesn't help. You know, they just got murdered this last week, but uh, they've allowed nine passing touchdowns and 350 passing yards per game over that span. So this is just a great spot here to target, uh, in, you know, th- this defense uh, this week. And then uh, moving down a little bit further, I already talked about Marquise Hollywood Brown. He's $5,200. He's an easy, easy, easy play with Kyler Murray returning. I mean, the guy's just been – I mean, lot, most of the problem for him this year has been quarterback play. But, you know, to start the season, I mean, he was putting up uh, – he was being productive and then – you know, the last four games, it's kind of really fallen off. But uh, some of that's a matchup and everything else. But it's just $5,200 is incredibly too cheap. If Curtis Samuel is a miss again, Jahan Dotson, who is only uh, 5K, you know, is, has put together two uh, pretty solid performances in each of the back, uh, last two games in a 5K. 17 DK points last week, another 27 the week before that, you know, a matchup against Seattle. I think the Seattle um, – the Seattle Commanders game has some like sneaky shootout potential here between these two teams, these two offenses, especially the Commanders who have done a really good job throwing the ball. So Jahan Dotson, I don't mind that as kind of a little bit of a sneaky uh, you know option there in that game. And then uh, past that, like if you want to go down and talk about some of the cheap wide receivers down here, I already mentioned Michael Wilson, and I'm going to bring him up again. 
he's just in a great spot, uh, especially just even just matchup uh, base when you when you look at that the, the way this offense works. Because if you look at Michael Wilson uh, in a matchup against the Falcons, the Falcons run zone at the eleventh eleventh highest rate in the league, and uh, Michael Wilson is far and away this team's best wide receiver against zone coverage this year. Uh, he is averaging a seventy five point five uh, receiving grade, and according to PFF. That is uh, that is 15 points higher than the next closest than Marquise Brown. Wilson also leads the the, the team, or yes, leads the team uh, wide receivers in yards per out run uh, and fantasy points per out run against zone coverage this year. So he's super cheap at $3,500. I've already talked about Kyler Murray and his ability to throw the deep ball is a huge upgrade for Michael Wilson. And so $3,500 for Michael Wilson is just too cheap. I don't know if it's quite the Noah Brown level of play. But I from last week, but I, it's pretty close for me. If you're wanting to pay down a wide receiver, I think Michael Wilson is the guy that I'm going to be targeting down here in this in this range. The other option, I think you can always look at Jaden Reed, uh, but you know I was going to like him a little bit more if Christian Watson were were to miss any time. But that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I like the Michael Wilson call. Um, other than that, uh, is there any other wide receivers you want to hit on? No, I hit on all the ones that I have interest in. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to the tight end position. And, I mean, Sam Laporta, I think, is uh, going to be yeah. one of the easiest, easiest players to play this week. I'm going to try to do whatever I can to fit him in my lineups. He's $5,700. Um, so I, I do like that, Matt. I, I do. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard not to love uh, Sam Laporta. Like I said, $5,700. He's been one of the most consistent uh, tight ends that, that you've been able to target all year. Um, you know, he is a, almost – He's right there, in my opinion, this year with with Travis Kelsey in terms of uh, you know him and Mike Mark Andrews have kind of been the three best guys this year. And so Sam Laporta, fifty seven hundred dollars is kind of an easy play, especially when you have Mark Andrews sixty nine hundred dollars, George Kill is sixty one hundred dollars. No, thank you, especially with Debo Samuel back this yep. week. There's just too many uh, there. Then you have Taysom Hill, who's probably the most frustrating player in the league right now, but he's continually put up points, put up twenty plus DK points in each of the last two games, you know, with all this rushing upside and his receiving upside, he's only $5,100. TJ Hawkinson, and then you have Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Evan Ingram, Kyle Pitts, David Njoku are the 4K and above tight end. So who are, the, who are you looking to play this week at tight end? Yeah, I mean, it's Laporta, right? Like, he's the first click, especially if you're playing golf. Um, but outside of him, uh, I have – a ton of interest in Dalton Schultz. I mean, he's had 11, seven and 10 targets in three of his last four games. Uh, now he's facing Cincinnati who Dalton Kincaid just smashed last week. Uh, and tight ends have smashed Cincinnati the, the pretty much the entire year. Um, so I do like Schultz, especially if Nico Collins is banged up. I think, you know, Schultz has become that security blanket uh, over the middle and, and, and close for uh, CJ Stroud and, and Tank Dell and, um, you know, Noah Brown and those guys have been used kind of in a deeper role. So I do like Schultz at 4,900, um, especially if you're playing a Cincinnati guy on the other side, whether it's Mixon or Irwin. Um, you know, I, I think Schultz and, and one of those guys uh, on the Cincinnati side make for a great mini stack this week. Um, and then outside of outside of Schultz and Laporta, uh, we already mentioned Tanner Hudson, Ben Price uh, for Cincinnati. Um, I think I think he's definitely in play. I mean, we we saw Kate Otten. Um, you know, do well in this matchup last week against Houston. Uh, and it's kind of more of the same. And, and Hudson's essentially taken over as the pass catching tight end. Uh, he had five targets last week, um, four catches for 45 yards. So 
I'm definitely not just playing Tanner Hudson to, because he's 2,500. Um, I definitely think Schultz and Laporta have high enough ceilings here that, you know, it makes sense to pay up for them as opposed to, to taking the value. Uh, so it's not just, Hey, play Tanner Hudson. Cause he's 2,500, but, um, he's def. I think he's definitely in play. Yeah. It was kind of weird how he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. especially with Irv Smith active, I know he was kind of getting run with Irv Smith playing, but you know, I mean, with him playing, I, you know, that, that kind of came out of nowhere that was past week with a target share that he saw. But, um, anyways, like, like I said, like I, I think it's Sam Laporte. I'm going to try to get to him as much as I can. I, I, I don't mind Dalton Schultz either. Dalton Schultz, Schultz, Schultz. Dalton Schultz <laughs> has been on an absolute heater. Yeah. Uh, you know, really, uh, going back the last four games. Uh, you know, outside of the week eight game against Carolina, where they just didn't do anything through the air. Other than that, I mean, he has been very productive. Thirteen point two, nineteen point five, sixteen point one, and then the the monster thirty one points that he dropped last week against the Bucks. So. Dalton Schultz, uh, Jake Ferguson, I would have more interest in, but it's just if they were playing any other team, I, I would be interested yeah. in it. But with them playing the Giants, I just don't think they need to throw the ball. It's very Pollard much. week. Yeah, and then in terms of the Atlanta options, like yeah, I, w- I would love to, I would love to fire up Kyle Pitts at forty one hundred dollars, but uh, or Johnny Smith for that matter at thirty six hundred dollars. But you just have no idea which one it's going to be no. because Arthur Smith is a fucking stone cold worst. Uh, coaches he's up there with adam gase for me in terms of just just dumb coaches that just do dumb things but uh you know whatever uh so but i will say drake london is also back this week so that that changes some of the math there with those guys anyway and then in terms of like a stack if you're playing justin herbert i have no problem getting to jordan everett or jordan everett gerald everett uh as another option you know and other than that i think the tight ends i'm going to play oh and trey mcbride i just want to mention him at thirty five hundred dollars you really typically want to target atlanta within the slot middle of the field. So Trey McBride, I think, really fits that bill as well. So I think you look at Trey McBride. He's $3,500. Uh, he's actually good, too. Like He's a good tight end. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, no, obviously, no Zach Ertz. So $3,500, I think, he's a pretty easy play if you're wanting to pay down at tight end. So I think those would really be the guys that I, I definitely look at at tight end. So I don't really have anything else to talk about. I'm going to be pretty, pretty uh, either whether they're part of a stack or it's going to be Sam Laporta, um, or probably paying down, dropping down really to uh, Trey McBride. I think those are the guys that I really like the most. And then, you know, like I said, Dalton Schultz, I think you can make an argument for it too. So anyways, let's move over to the defense and let's either make a decision if you're going to play the Cowboys at $4,400, <laughs> you know, against Tommy DeVito. The last time these two teams faced up and uh, what was that, week one or two? Yeah, week, week one, one. Yep. where they dropped 37 DK points and you had to have them. Uh, so, you know, that, that is, I see a lot of people, do you think a lot of people are going to chase that? Cause I think that's, what's going to happen. It's a good question. I can pull up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they're the projected, the high stone running back. I mean, high stone running, high stone defense, uh, it's on the crazy slate. to me. They're $4,400. Like yep. I totally, I get it. Right. I really do. But like, because of the, the matchup, but this can fail so many different ways. One thing you brought up that I think is undervalued. I could see the Giants not giving a shit. They're not going to open up their offense. They're not going to all of a sudden start throwing the ball 40 times or anything like that, right? Not with Tommy like, DeVito, they're not. No. Like, they're, this is a team, and I, I remember them doing, I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before, where they would still just, they, we don't care. We're just it was, two, it was two weeks ago. Barkley got 36 carries two weeks ago. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's something they could do. They're just like, they're not going to care. They know they're not going anywhere. You know, they're not going to let Tommy DeVito drop back 40 times. 
And so if that's the case, like I don't know if turnovers are going to be there for him. Like, sure, they can score points and get and get up, but just for this defense, paying forty four hundred dollars with so much variance at the tight at the defense position and so many different things that, that can just that, that can change on a week to week basis, I can't do it. I cannot pay up forty four hundred dollars for a defense. Just can't do it. If I happen to have and I'm sitting here and I have my team built and I'm happy with it and I had forty five hundred dollars left over. I'm either A, going to probably try to rework it and see if I can get <laughs> yeah, somebody else in. I am going to rework it. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, but, not only, you're, you're not only paying a $4,500 defense, you're playing a $4,500 defense that's the chalkiest defense on the slate. Yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm out. All right. So if you don't want to do that, let's go down to the bottom and look at some of the options you have down here. Like, I actually don't hate the Cardinals at $2,500, honestly. Yeah, like, that's that's probably who I'll end up playing. You know, it's against Atlanta, and Atlanta's not an offense. It's you're like, oh, man, you know, they, 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 they could bury you or anything like that. So they're $2,500. Um, yeah, Heineke tries to play hero ball occasionally and can make some sketchy throws. I think the Jaguars, I mean, Purdy, you know, recently has struggled and, uh, you know, made some bad decisions and, you know, thrown some balls and, you know, pick six could definitely happen there. So $24 Jaguars, I don't I don't hate it. Um, and then past that, like, if, I mean, I don't know if there's anybody else uh, that really stands. Houston, if since he's going to be with that, well, they're already going to be without T. Higgins. But if Jamar Chase were to not play, I mean, he, I, I'd have interest in Houston. I think Jamar Chase plays. Cause I, think he, I do, I do too. But it's just a caveat for, for a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he got into limited <laughs> practice today. I, I, I think yeah. Jamar Chase plays, right? Yeah. And so, but I get it. I mean, the Texas defense hasn't, like we've said, like hasn't been really bad this year. Nope. And so, but the other defense ahead of them, like the Commanders, like if you want to do that, it's fine or whatever. I don't, I don't really have much interest there. Cleveland, though, against Baltimore, you could do that. Um, just the way how, how good Cleveland's defense is. But I really am probably just going to stick with either the Cardinals or the Jags. I don't mind the tech. Excuse me, the Texans call either. Yeah, I'm probably just going to play the Cardinals 2,500. I mean, they have 25 sacks this year, which is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. For what All you're right. getting at 2,500. Well, I don't think we need to spend much more time talking about defense. No. You know? So let's go ahead and build this lineup. So where are we starting this week? Let's 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 do it. Let's play somebody we both have interest in that we would never play on any other slate, and that's Naj- Najee Harris. Let's go. If if D Bros listening to this, he's just or if Cody's still in here, actually. I just saw Cody, you know, dropping the Laporta. We're, we're playing your boy, Cody. We're playing Najee. We're doing it. Uh so okay. So we got Najee here at forty nine hundred dollars. I want to see how different we you know what? Let's go Jared Goff. I was gonna go Kyler Murray, but I don't think we need to. Let's go, let's go Jared Goff. All right, play uh Amon Ra and might as well do Laporta too. I want to do Eckler as a run back. Okay. So that fills out our running backs. We're good there. Let's go ahead and just, you just want to plug in the Cardinals D. Yep. All right. So at least $4,600 remaining uh, with two wide receivers and a flex. Let's do a, let's try to, let's try to run back the old uh, min price wide receiver two weeks in a row. Let's, let's go with uh Trent Irwin. Go take Dell here. A little, uh, a little, little mini stack. stack. And then that should leave us with $5,200 uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, 100, 100 left. I mean, I don't I don't know how great I feel about the Trent Irwin, but, you know, we've seen it in uh, weeks past, whenever uh, T. Higgins missed. that he, You know, he had that game 
what was it, a few weeks ago against Arizona where you had 10 targets, targeted 10 times, 8 catches, 60 yards. So, 3K, I mean, he can get there. So, uh, you know, I don't don't necessarily hate that. Uh, You know, Tyler Boyd also at $4,600. But regardless, uh, so the team is here, Jared Goff, Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Amon Rossi Brown, Trent Orman, Tank Dell, Sam Laporta, Hollywood Brown, and Cardinals D with $100 left over. (laughs) Team America puke.gif. <laughs> Irwin did have uh so T Higgins missed four games last year and in two of those games he had 14 and 19 and a half. I think I, I think I think he's a good play personally. And even if he gets you five, right? Like he's men price. He doesn't kill you. Because you're playing no, Eckler, I'm, you're playing Amon Ra, you're playing golf, you're playing Laporta. Like you're getting all the dudes around him. I mean, we saw we saw it last week. It was kind of wild that like a lot of these teams had like, you know, like especially in the top, like even the Millie Maker. I think the had a you know player. It was weird to see a snowflake in the in the Millie Maker winning lineup. You know, like you yeah. just don't usually see that. Uh, so you know, I yeah, I think he's fine. He opens up a lot. I think he opens up you know salary to be able to play some of these high price guys. Like you didn't have to go Austin Eckler. Could have went a different direction there. Um, you know, but I wanted to run back, and I think uh, Eckler makes the most sense in terms of him and Keenan Allen. I think they both have very similar ceilings. So if I'm running one back, you know, Austin Eckler, and he's a player that's either he's 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 game script proof, right? Uh, so you know, I, I do I do really like Austin Eckler, so I'm fine with that. So the rest of this lineup, yeah, take Dell. I think you can easily get there. Probably gonna have some chalks. Some of these guys are gonna be a little chalky, but. As we've learned this year, uh, in years past, I was always very much like anti, like, oh, this guy's going to be 25% rostered. I'm not playing that guy. But the field's gotten so smart now. Like, you can't just do that anymore because, like, you're fading good chalk. Yeah. No, I agree. The, f- the field's good enough that y- you just have to figure out where the leverage spots are. So it's like, um, you know, if uh, – it's kind of like two weeks ago with CeeDee Lamb, right? Nobody played CeeDee Lamb. He went off for 44. Right. Everybody was on points. Pollard. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like spots like that where it's like, okay, well, there's a, a good player that's lower lower owned in a spot that it could go, you know, shift to his favor. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it's the days of just playing the 3% owned guys just to play him are kind of – I feel like they're just kind of over. Because it's like anybody that's worth playing is going to get, you know, between 5 to 10% ownership at least. So it's, you know, uh, I think the key is trying to find a cheaper stack these days and fitting in the studs around it. So like last week, right, the the Texans won because, well, won because CJ Stroud went nuclear, but Stroud was only 6,200. Nico Collins was 5,800. Tank Dell was 5,300. Uh, Noah Brown was 3,100. Schultz was 40, 4,800 or whatever he was, 47, or even less than that. He might have been 41. But like you could have stacked three of those guys and still had, you know, half your salary left over. Um, whereas you play like Lamar and Mark Andrews, and that's two guys, and you're starting to approach, you know, like 15K of salary. Whereas, you know, four of those Texans are 15K in salary. So it's, you know, it's, Finding a cheap stack definitely that can go off definitely can really help you with how low scoring the slates are because raw points do matter. So the guys that are priced up, you need them because they're the only ones that are doing anything outside of you know the the game stack here or there that's that's you know going off like Tampa Bay and Houston did. So I think that's the key is is trying to find a, a cheaper 
stacked to where you can still fit in the stud pieces like CD Lamb. You know, you could you could play all the Texans last week and then fit in CD Lamb, Josh Jacobs. Um, you know, who else was high high price that that went off last week? But that's that's kind of the I think the way that the landscape is shifting because these high price quarterbacks just aren't getting there. No, not really. I mean, we've seen a lot of them fail. And so I, I, I agree. I, I just think that and I can't tell you how many weeks that I've sat there and looked at like, you know, after the week's over with, I, you know, kind of review everything and I go back and I look and I'm like, like the winning line. If I'm like super obvious, like it's, it's not like, it, it's usually not this like, man, where yep. did they get onto this guy at? It's just, very super obvious plays that obviously they got the right number of you know guys in there, you know for the most part. Like there's nobody that just blows me away. Where like I felt like two or three years ago, like you just would have found a lineup that was just like just completely off the board. Like well, I never would have played that guy, you right? Know, like, <laughs> yeah. So like it was whatever. But like and, this and like, and that that is because scoring is down. So when scoring when scoring's down, right? You you don't run into the random touchdowns anymore. When you run into the random touchdowns, it's the the random guy that caught three balls for 112 yards and two touchdowns. And you have to have that $3,100 guy to even have a shot at winning a tournament. But those, those days are kind of over. And, and yes, I mean, I know we had Noah Brown do that last week, um, you know, scoring 30 points, but like, he was like actually like projected to be a good play because he was taking over the Robert Woods role where Robert Woods had had a real role in the offense in, in a matchup where they were going to throw the ball a ton. Like they're not just going to turn around and hand the ball off to Singletary 25 times. Like they're gonna let CJ Stroud throw it, you know, forty to fifty times. So we could comfortably project, you know, a ton of targets for all the pass catchers. And Noah Brown was gonna be on the field a lot. So like that was like actually a good play. That wasn't just a random, you know, a th- random three K guy getting there. I mean, yes, he did get there, but um, you know, the ceiling outcome that that won't happen very often. But you know, it's the it's like the trying to think back, like the like guys like Ted Ginn, you know, from like years ago, or, or like. The guys that get like three targets in house two of them that that random people play for one percent two percent all of a sudden that that guy has to be on the winning team so we we've just run out of those because teams just aren't scoring as many touchdowns and so it goes back to volume mattering especially for pass catchers and you have to pay up for the guys that are getting that and you know being able to fit in as many of these studs that are getting that volume and that production as you can is what, what leads to having to pair it with the cheaper stacks, and that's what leads to taking down tournaments. Yeah, and I think we're seeing – we're seeing, obviously, we're seeing defenses take away the deep ball too, right? Like yep. so many teams are playing that's a big part safeties of and uh, shell coverages and all this stuff, yep. and so it's really you know limited teams. Everybody's having to dink and dunk and do all the underneath coverage stuff. Because the um, um the Minnesota San Francisco game, when they – it was into the end of the first half, right? And San Fran, it was like the last play. And San Fran sent a, a cover zero all out blitz, and that was the that was the play Addison, um, you know, took the ball away from the defender and scored the sixty five yard touchdown or whatever it was for second of the game. But it's like plays like that can happen when you you know blitz and don't have help over the top, and it's one on one deep down the field. Like that's where a lot of the deep touchdowns come from. Um, but like you said, that's just th- that scenario is just not happening as much because teams are just sitting back and playing a ton of zone it's like even when we quote these these man heavy you know teams right that we mentioned all these teams playing man coverage at the the highest rate in the league they're still playing majority zone coverage like i would i would bet the the lowest zone coverage team is probably still over 50 percent without having the numbers up in front of me 
the number the one man coverage team, and I think they're more of an outlier, is the Baltimore Ravens play man coverage at the highest rate in the league, and it's, they're 43%. Yeah, uh, so 54% to zone. Right. So uh, over half the time, a team that's man heavy is still playing zone over half the time. So, you know, and Baltimore's obviously different because they've got cornerbacks that they can rely on to to play man. Um, and they're just a really good defense overall. But, um, but yeah, yeah I mean, no, I, I totally it even agree. just drops down from there because you have Dallas. They, they play man coverage at the second highest rate and they're 40 percent to 58 percent, uh, you know, zone coverage. So, yeah. I mean, it's that's pretty much how it is. I mean, yes, even though you, you quote that, it's really not as high as you know as you may think, right? Which I think is, I'd be curious to look at how those numbers compare to prior years and and see if that it's been a shift, um, you know, to more zone versus less man, like for the top the top man coverage teams. Like, I wonder if we've had a t- any teams in the past that have run like you know sixty percent or or sixty five percent man coverage. I'd be curious to to know that, um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the the cover two, you know, or the two shell safeties playing back. I, I think that's you know had a big part in this lower scoring. Yeah, I mean, eventually offenses will shift. I think that's kind of what we saw there for a little bit, where offenses were bit, you know, and then all of a sudden teams shifted to a much more that you know, like the, like everything you just said and the, the too high stuff, and really like Patrick Mahomes started where all of a sudden you start seeing this, and then. Now defenses have kind of made their move and adjusted and done this. And I think eventually we'll see something where the offense is, uh, you know, kind of shift back to their direction. So I just think this is kind of the way it works. But right now, this is kind of the way it goes. And more more so, I guess I was trying to say is, like, for the longest time, I was very much a, like, fade the fade the chalk. You know, I'm not playing yep. the chalk. I want to, you know, get off of it. Like, I've gotten this year to the point where I'm just like, you know what, maybe it's not so smart anymore to do that. <laughs> it's time to really fall into the chalk. And, and you know, as long as it's a good play. But then, like you said, the field's gotten so smart that yep. you know the chalk is good chalk. Like it's not like this. Like oh man, I could never, I could never play that guy, you know, stuff like that. So you know, so I just think I just think it's worth it where, where we've gotten. And so you know, I think you now you're just trying to win between the margins, and that's really all you need. Like you don't have to get super off the board, super contrarian to do it. And I think also the probably the second thing there, some of them talked about, is uh really trying to like tighten your player pool. Like you may, you may have losing weeks. You may lose everything. You may, you may lose everything you put in that week because your player pool and that, that tight pool you had didn't hit, but my goodness, if it goes off, you're going to have a right. monster game. Cause like yep. if you're, if you play a majority of tournaments and you don't play cash, then that's what you're trying to do. Like that's like, who cares about min cashing all that stuff? All you're trying to do is take it down because yep. that one, that one cash in the you know 20 week season of, including the playoffs and all that stuff can, can win you your, your whole year. You have a plus yep. year all year, uh, depending on how much, you know, volume you play. So yeah, I think that's another way to look at it too. No. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm, I'm firmly on believe I'm firmly a believer of, of going heavy on guys you believe in. And if you have a bad week, you have a bad week, but it's the good weeks that are going to, you know, outweigh all those bad weeks that you have. Um, you know, like last week would, is a great example. You know, if, if you're locked in on Noah Brown, you're you're locked you're locked you have the best play on the entire slate on all of your teams and so now he was only like nine percent owned too so like it wasn't like he was this you know 30 percent owned everybody has him anyways um you know so you actually had an advantage if you were to lock noah brown last week um which i played three teams and he was on all three of mine so um you know it's just going in on going heavy on on you know plays you believe in and have conviction can really help you and then also the point you mentioned about the chalk too is 
I think you still can identify some chalky spots where yes, they still project well, but they may not hit their ceiling. So like Camara last week, right? Playing against Chicago, like Chicago, we know is a good run defense. And if new Orleans is playing from in front, Camara's pass game usage is going to go way down. Like his 14 target games came from when he was trailing. And so, you know, with the games that he was leading, he had like five. So, okay, we say he's not going to have as, as good a production on the ground. He's only going to get like five to six targets. Am I re- do I really want to pay $8,300 for him if he's the highest price, you know, running back on the slate that's going to be popular as well? It's spots like that that you can kind of get leverage off of. But I don't want to fade $6,900 Josh Jacobs against the Giants, you know, at home when, <laughs> you know, and now that their coach has come out and said, we know where Josh Jacobs stands on a rushing yard perspective, we want to get him a hundred yards, you know? So like the, just fading the, the cheaper guys that are in good spots that, that are going to get volume make does, doesn't make sense. It's the, you know, scenarios where you can kind of get a feel for, okay, the ceiling could definitely be lower here um, on this high price guy. That's going to be chalky because the high price guys, you, you need them to smash. Yeah. I mean, I, I I definitely I definitely agree there. So I mean I I just think it's changing your mindset, or at least for some people, that, you know, changing your mindset and, and how you play. And because um, that yeah. that was always me. Like I was always the like contrarian. Let me get as contrarian as possible. Yep. And now I just don't know if you can get away with it. I think it's time to kind of shift. After I mean, we are now heading into week ten at this point, right? Like I don't think it, things are going to shift back to the way they were anytime soon. And so the QB, the QB play is not good enough across the league. No, I mean, way too many injuries this year. Yeah. Uh, situations like that, I mean, um, and stuff like that has really impacted the position to where. I mean, I the just, Rams just signed Carson Wentz. That is the state of affairs in the NFL. Yeah, it's 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 been kind of gross. So, <laughs> anyways, all right. I guess we can go ahead and get out of here. Hope uh, so. We'll wrap this thing up. Hope everybody has a good week ten. I do think this week's slate looks a lot better on paper than what it did last uh, than last week's did. Last week's was kind of gross. I uh, had to get kind of a little bit different, but this week I think it really sets up, you know, as long as, you know, things kind of go, you know, a certain way that, you know, we don't get a bunch of guys ruled out or anything like that, that I think the slate could end up being a lot of fun uh, comparatively speaking to the other sides, because the primetime slate has been awful. Uh, this, the bears and Panthers game on Thursday night was, was booty. And then, you know, now we get on Sunday night, we get Raiders and jets. People are super excited to watch Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson out there mm. uh, firing there. the rock. So, yeah, that's that's that sucks. At least next Thursday we get uh, Ravens and and Bengals. Yeah, at least it's that'll good that'll be football. sick. Yeah, so, as long as the Bengals are healthy, that'll be a good one. And I'm also wondering if there's a like that's why are they holding out T? Because like, do they feel like that maybe against the Texans they just don't necessarily need them as much? And you have this divisional game because I think they already lost the Ravens didn't they earlier in the year? And like with this being a divisional game, this really could be like the difference between winning the division and losing the division. Like, do you hold out T. Higgins to hold him off so you can have him, know you're going to have him for thir- for Thursday night? I don't know. It's just something I'm just thinking about. Probably galaxy braiding it, and just and that has nothing to do with it. But yeah, I know. I think he's. I think he's probably actually hurt. Um, because they the Bengals started out the season really slow. Like they lost. Oh, yeah. Well, they were definitely zero and two. I don't remember if they went zero and three or if they was, went one and two. But I mean, I don't. They can't. I don't think they can afford to just, you know, quote unquote, tank a game to to try to get somebody healthy like. Burrow played through the calf injury because he knew that if he didn't play, the season was over. So it's yeah, they're five and four, or they're five and three. Excuse me. Okay, yeah, but they started how they started was not good. 
Um, no, they've won four straight games. So yeah, they were so, one and three. Okay. Yeah, so they were one and three to start. And, you know, that's kind of why Burrow was pushing through the calf, calf injury. I think if if he had stayed hurt, you know, and they kept losing, they they probably could have shut him down. But um yeah, I, I think I think if if Higgins is healthy enough to go, he's gonna go. So and, and then you know, we're only a couple weeks away from the Thanksgiving Day slate. So uh True. that's exciting. Uh always love that slate. The slate's always a lot of fun to break down. And for some reason we always make that like a four and a half hour stream when we talk about uh, that slate with only three games. I don't. I've never figured it out yet, but maybe one day we'll figure it out. But it always happens every single time. Three game slate, and it's a two and a half hour conversation. <laughs> anyways, all right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Like I said, for the for the second time, I've already tried to close this out. So, anyways, hope everybody has a good weekend. Let's win some money this weekend, and we'll see you again next week for week eleven. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Win some money. You can tell me Bye. what to do. Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. You're a big man <laughs> I'll treat you like you're a little man mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.